Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte here, the tech guy. Yes, it's time once again for your worst nightmare, a geek with his own radio show. 8888-ASK-LEO is the number if you want to talk to a geek, a real live geek. And, uh, you know, I've been trained, uh, I've learned a second language, uh, English. So, try me. I know it's not perfect. Every once in a while I'll lapse into jargon, but try me. See if I <laughs> See if I can... Uh, I can answer your question in English. 888-827-5536 is my phone number. That's toll-free from anywhere in the U.S. or uh, Canada. Outside of that area, you can still reach me. Uh, just use Skype or a voiceover Internet product. Because it's a toll-free number in the U.S., it shouldn't cost you anything. 8888-ASK-LEO. Interesting rumor. Now, this is just a rumor, I think. You know, I think this is uh, this is on the um, scale of... Uh, and the scale between absolute truth and wacky conspiracy theory, this is on the wacky conspiracies theory side, but I like it. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see if it happens. So you know Samsung's recalling the Galaxy Note uh, 7, a phone I liked a lot, I recommended. Some people are, by the way, some people are holding it against me. Oh, Leo, you recommended the exploding phone. Well, I didn't know it was going to explode. I would guess, I would, I, I think, you know, if I, re if you should always take any, <laughs> any recommendation of mine with the unsaid but absolute true, you know, footnote, if this device explodes, then I don't recommend it anymore. But at the time, <laughs> I liked this phone. I had one. I bought one. 850 bucks bought one. So that's as all in as you can get. Uh, well, I'm not as all in as I am on the iPhone, but I'll tell that story. <laughs> Man, I'm all in on that too. I'll tell that story in a little bit. Anyway, Samsung uh, says that one, I, what was the number? I've heard two numbers. One between one in 32,000 and one in 41,000. Uh, I have a, a battery made by a Samsung affiliate that, mm, whoops, um, could explode. Certainly burst into flame, you know. Uh, if quenched, then the explosion probably won't happen. But if you don't quench the flame, and it's hard because burning volatile chemicals within your phone, hard to, you know, I guess if you threw it in a, a bucket of water, maybe. Maybe not, though. Actually, that's is that's probably the wrong thing to do because then you're going to have exploding volatile chemicals plus boiling water. Not, no, don't do that. I don't know. What did Reddit experts say if your phone bursts into flames? What should you do? Run? Get the heck out of there? Anyway, it's a small number. They sold two and a half million. Only one in forty-one thousand have that bad battery, and with the bad, ba you know. And by the way, Samsung has not been clear about exactly what's going on here. Is it a short in the battery? Does it only happen when it's charging? 
everybody's a little nervous. Samsung has worked with the United States Consumer Protection Safety Commission, CPSC, uh, to issue a, a true full recall, which means it will be illegal, if it isn't already, to sell that phone in the U.S. They have offered and, they ha- and they've said, we will exchange it. We will give you your money back. We'll give you a loaner phone until we come up with safe phones. By the way, apparently the safe phones will have a, a sticker with an S on them. <laughs> That's how you'll know. Here's the conspiracy theory, and I find this fascinating. I read it on Reddit. So that should tell you something. Take it with a grain of salt. Anybody could say anything on Reddit. But, uh, but uh, I love the idea. According to Reddit, on September 30th, Samsung's going to flip the kill switch. Those phones won't, will just turn off forever. They won't work ever again. So a couple of interesting points there. First of all, that Samsung or any company would actually have that capability is interesting. A kill switch in the phone. Hmm. I don't, I'm not sure I believe it. I don't know if I buy it. I think that's wacky conspiracy theory. But just, you know, in, in, in two weeks when your phone stops working, uh, you can say, oh, Leo told me this would happen. Just, I'm just warning you. Do turn it in. I did. I, you know, I, I've read a lot of things. The Wall Street Journal said, well, these phones, uh, you probably don't have it if it's made in China. Note, note that Samsung's not recalling phones in China. Uh, because the f- Chinese government requires phones sold in China have all Chinese parts, so they're not using the Samsung affiliate batteries. They're using the old, the good batteries they've used for years from a Chinese company, so those aren't going to explode. And when I did bring it in, I bought it at, at T-Mobile. When I brought it into T-Mobile, the guy did say, "Oh, look, see, made in China. You're probably all right." I said, all right, "Well, is it your recommendation that I continue to use this phone?" He said, "Oh, no, no, I wouldn't recommend that." <laughs> He, you know, nobody wants to be on the hook. You got to praise Samsung for for doing the right thing. They issued the recall. Uh, when they issued the recall, they said there have been thirty five incidents of phones spontaneously spontaneously combusting. Look, don't even mess with it. The airlines are now saying you you know you can't put this phone in your checked luggage. They're making gate announcements. Qantas and Virgin have already said this. Uh, we had a visitor from Ohio yesterday who said when he flew here, flew here, I think it was on United, they made a gain announcement and said, yeah, if you have a Note 7, you got to check, cannot check it in your checked baggage. You have to carry it on, but but do not turn it on and absolutely do not charge it while you're on this plane. Well, I don't blame him. Who wants to take the chance? You know, the timing is good because also this week, Apple announced a phone surprisingly Right in the same ballpark as prices go, I guess you could get an iPhone 7 if you got the smallest, lowest storage unit. You could get it for uh, 650 bucks, But, you know, 750 for the 32 gigabyte S7 uh, 7 Plus. And if you get 64 or 128 or ooh, 256 gigabytes, well, you know, the most expensive iPhone 7 Plus is $949 plus tax. Over a thousand bucks for most people. Over a thousand bucks. So I just did the right thing. I turned in my Note 7, said, I don't, I don't want your exploding phone. Even if it won't explode, I don't, I don't want to take the chance because I'm going on vacation. I don't want to bring that on a plane, a boat. I have to charge it on the boat. So, uh, and it just had perfect timing because the new iPhone came out and that cost me, well, lots. So I don't even want to talk about 
It's painful. Nice. By the way, Apple innovating once again, make, taking a huge step forward, eliminating the headphone jack in the iPhone 7. We thought they would. They did. And uh, Phil Schiller came up on stage during the event on Wednesday and said, you know what? This took courage. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting interpretation of the word. Courage. Steve Jobs had used the phrase before, courage of our convictions. That maybe makes more sense. Not like courage, like in the line of fire courage, like running into the Twin Towers 15 years ago, courage to save people. That's courage. But, you know, marketing courage. It's kind of, when you put it in that context, you know, courage is probably not the right word. Courage of our convictions. Um, If you are in New York, if you get the chance to go to New York, uh, it doesn't have to be on 9-11, obviously, but go to the 9-11 Museum. Go to the memorial, one of the most, I think the most beautiful memorial I've ever seen. Perfect, perfect memorial in the footprints of the Twin Towers and the waterfall going in. And all the names of all the people. And it's beautiful. And then you if you if you if you can handle it emotionally, the museum. Uh and the reason I say that, I mean it's very hard not to cry when you go in there. And the people the, the where my heart really broke is when you see the first responders who ran in to danger and do it every day, don't they? We should be so grateful to them who ran in and uh, risked their lives, and many of them lost their lives, the NYPD and the NYFD. That's something to see. And and if you get a chance to go to New York City and see that memorial and see the museum, do that because it is a wonderful, wonderful experience. And it makes all this stuff about iPhones and Note 7s kind of pale, doesn't it? We'll go back to tech. We'll talk tech with you. Phones are open right after this. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. the new watchword of the show. Courage. Courage. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. If I were king of the forest. Hot, hot, hot. 8888-ASK-LEO. That's my phone number. The website is techguylabs.com. That's the all thing, only thing you have to really remember because the phone number is there. The chat room link is there. Questions, answers, video, audio, every show, all there. Episode 1,322, in a continuing quest to make technology work for its users, one user at a time. Heather Haman is the phone ranger. She is here today helping us, and I think the phone ranger actually has phones. We'll see. Should I? Uh, who should I start, start with here? What a concept, huh? But yesterday we had a little trouble, but, but it's working now. Who should I, uh, who should, right? Dorothy in San Clemente. Okay, right? Dorothy, it's perfect. She knows about courage. Hi, Dorothy. Leo Laporte, the tech Hi, guy. I'm so excited. I'm, I just, you are? Thank yes. you. Welcome. I listened, I've been listening to you for so, lo- so long. I don't always understand everything you say, but I do get some things. You know, it'll get easier and easier. It's like learning a foreign language. <laughs> It, I'm it trying is. to speak really... English. Trying. What can I do for I'm you? I'm having there? problems with my uh, my computer and my camera, and downloading or uploading 
the pictures from my camera. My camera is about nine years old, but it's very good. And um, it's a Fuji. Very nice. But yeah, they make good cameras. Yeah. I can't I can't upload my pictures. And also on my uh, CD drive, I'm not able to um, to uh, transfer things from there. So, so let's I, I start know. with the camera. Uh, you connect it via a USB cable, am I right? Correct. And uh, you have the proper USB cable for that Fuji. It fits nicely. Because, you know, sometimes cameras use proprietary connectors, which drives me crazy. Oh. It's no, a, it, I, I mean, I just did it a couple of weeks ago. It fits and, in. And you I'll... don't have to shove it in. It fits in nicely. Right. <laughs> okay. And you connect it. And when you connect it, you're using Windows, I'm sure. Yes, Windows. Yeah. I have Windows 10. Yeah. And when you connect it, do you hear that little boom, boom from Windows saying, I see something? No. No. Uh, it, it goes for a little while. You know, I can see on the camera that it's trying to download, but then all of a sudden it says communication error. Yeah, okay. Could be a bad cable. Could be a bad connector. Here's another way to do it uh, that actually will be faster. Uh, it's not as easy, but you can take the memory card out of the camera. And use a memory card reader on your computer connected via the... I tried to find one of those. I, I, in fact, I did buy one, but I couldn't get it to fit. And, um, and then I went and had a CD made of all the pictures that I have in there, and I couldn't transfer them from the CD. Yeah, that's a different problem. So we're going to address that one next. Okay. But you're right. That's another way to do it. You can take it to a, a camera store or Costco or whatever, and they'll take your memory chip and put it all on a CD for you. Yeah. Uh, did it used to work? Yes, I just did it a couple of weeks ago. It was working just fine. And then, then did you know what I, Go ahead. You know what I did? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It was, I had, you know, it, it's an old camera, like I said, and I, I uninstalled the Fuji um, program because I thought maybe that was it. But before that, when I, my, my computer's about a year old, before that, when I would download things or upload things, it would all come up in German. <laughs> and But I knew, I, I mean, I don't speak German. No, but, but you could figure out, well, at least it came up. <laughs> it came up. Okay, so you somehow installed the German version of the Fuji software. Uh, when Did this start when you upgraded to Windows 10? No, it, after. After. So you have been able to use your, your camera, your transfer with Windows 10. Correct. Good. That's good. That's a good sign. Um, I, think, I was wondering if it was the USB driver that... Well, those are, you know, could be, but that's pretty unusual. You have a USB mouse, right? That's working. Yeah. You have a USB keyboard. That's working. Uh, so it's 
wireless. It's wireless. Wireless. Do you have any other? Do you have a USB uh, thumb drive or you know hard drive or anything else you could test it with? Oh, I didn't think about that. Yes, I do. Yeah, you might just try those. Port. Make sure the. So what we're going to do is we're going to tr- with troubleshooting. You just kind of go through all the possibilities. You start with the easy ones, of course, and see if. Oh, you and could... another thing is when I connected my. Uh, oh, what do you call it? The. Um... I can't think of what the, what the word, you know, to transfer something to my, um, transfer something from my computer to my uh, external hard drive. I couldn't do that. It won't let me do that. Yeah, it sounds like your computer's not happy about something. Your hard drive's not full by any chance, is it? Oh, no. No. Um, so, yeah, I would just have... Uh, so, the Fuji software makes it easier. You shouldn't need the Fuji software. In fact... The camera should show up as an as just like a USB hard drive to the computer. You might have to look at the camera menu and put it in that mode. There'll be a USB menu on the camera. Make sure that it's, you know, in the sometimes they call it MTP, uh sometimes they call it the mass storage mode. Look on the camera menu and make sure that it's being seen. There's two ways it could be seen is as a camera or as a hard drive. If it's seen as a hard drive, it should actually you should see a little icon of the camera pop up on the desktop that you can open and drag oh, files yes, out of it. Yes. It does do that. And it says that it is connected. So you can see the camera on your desktop. Right. And if you open it up, there's folders in there. There's a folder DCIM. That's the camera folder. The pictures D-C-I-M. are Yeah, the pictures are in that folder. And so you you could just import them from there. Um, well, I, I mean, I do have all my pictures on my PC. Though that is fine. I mean, I can access those. I just can't transfer anything from the PC to, you know, like I said, a CD. Oh, I misunderstood. I, I thought you couldn't get it from the camera. Right. I can't get it from the camera to the PC. But, I mean, I have all my old pictures that I've downloaded. Yeah, but you're taking it. new pictures, right? You want those, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, the, there's two different problems. They're not. I don't think they're related, even though they both have to do with pictures. So the first problem is getting pictures from your camera into the computer. If you can see the camera icon on your desktop and you can open that up inside there, those are the pictures. So you can. You, what program do you use to keep track of your photos? Do you use uh, a program? Well, I was using, you know, the FinePix, but okay. since I uninstalled well, it. Well, reinstall. You can get that from the Fuji website. Oh, yeah, I still have it. Yeah, reinstall I- that. And then, have my... Yeah. FinePix will say, oh, there's the camera. It'll see that folder, and it'll import the pictures. So put that FinePix back on. Now, oh, okay. and the other issue you say is you open that, you put that CD in the CD-ROM, and you open up, does the CD pop up on the desktop too? Do you see it? No. You never see it. Nothing happens. Um, you should try some other disks just to see if it's just that disk. Okay. Well, I did take it back to the store to make sure the pictures were on there. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. We want to make sure it works on your computer. So try another disk in your CD drive. See if that works. Do you get where we're going? We're trying different stuff, different USB devices, just to see what the problem is. If it's the disk, for instance, is it the disk reader? Well, put another disk in there. See if that works. If it does, maybe it's just that disk. Sometimes they make a disk for you with old or out of alignment equipment, and you can't read it. They can read it. But you can't, so it could be that too. So we want to see if another CD will work in there. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. More of your calls coming up right after this. 
and you'll see the settings icons, and one of them is devices. And if you click that, and then you look on the left, the list, autoplay, and this is the key here. I think this is what got turned off for Dorothy. Autoplay is one of the items on the left in that list. If you click it, you'll see you can turn autoplay on, and you can choose defaults. So the default, for instance, when you insert a removable drive, also known as a CD-ROM, uh, you can choose what's going on there. And I would I would set that to ask me every time. That's the wizard that you used to see, probably. Similarly, you have a choice for memory card, ask me every time. You can choose something else. You can see what those choices are. But ask me every time will then give you a choice. Every single time you connect your camera or you put a CD in, it'll say, all right, I see a CD. What do you want me to do with it? And that's, I think that's what's happened is that that stopped popping up for Dorothy. Uh, I turn that off. Auto, you should remember something about autoplay. There's a potential risk here. If a bad guy wants to mess with you, and he, you know, let's say you, you're walking down the street and you see a beautiful USB key lying on the ground there, and you go, wow, a free USB key. I, that's awesome. You pick it up and you put it in your computer. Now, if you have autoplay turned on, uh, it might automatically run software on that USB key, and it could be somebody has punked you and put some malware on there. Same thing with a CD. So generally, we, we don't want autoplay to automatically run anything that you stick into your computer. And a computer at work, well, that will be disabled. In fact, some computers at work, they'll have poured epoxy into the USB slot. So you can't do that. That's how paranoid they are about all of that. 8888-ASK-LEO. That's the phone number. Larry is in Petaluma just down the road a piece. Hi, Larry. Hey, Leo. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you for calling, for taking my call, and congratulations on your new studio. Thank you. Looks exactly like the old studio. The <laughs> yeah. miracle yeah, of broadcasting. Yeah. A few improvements. A few. Minor. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of courage, I had the uh, courage to go out and then buy a new Windows machine. Courage. <laughs> that is courageous. After, the, after listening to Dorothy, you still want a Windows computer, huh? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, Dorothy and, and uh, a number of other people <laughs> before her. Anyway, they, but and, and I should just say this: there, of course, get a Windows computer. Nothing wrong with it, especially if you're a gamer. There's lots of reasons why you need it. But you can see the complexity that's built into any general-purpose operating systems makes things yeah. like what we just heard happen. Well, well, there's a setting, and it's buried in here, and you got to do this, and, this. and that's necessary because a general-purpose operating system has to handle all sorts of situations. But it's also kind of unnecessary if all you want to do is surf the net and read email. Well, I'm, I'm relatively tech-savvy. I've been yeah. to you for a number of years. But the, yeah. the issue I'm having is uh, on, the, on the desktop icons, on the desktop screen, uh, I try to, I've tried to arrange those in a, in a, in a, uh, a manner that's sensible to me. And oh, you are an old-timer. Yeah. You, I always know somebody's been using Windows a long time when they have a very elaborate desktop. That's right. <laughs> I, it's, I, 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 I set it up to look like Windows 7. <laughs> familiar with. Okay, okay. And anyway, so every, every time I turn the machine off or back on again, it, it, Windows rearranges them in some order that makes absolutely no sense. They're not. Yes, because it knows right. better than you. <laughs> so my question is: Is there a way I can get it to freeze what I've what I've arranged in my arrangement so it doesn't change? Yeah, absolutely. There there are a number of programs like Desktop OK that will do this. One thing you might check is your desktop settings because you can set it up. In the, in the desktop settings to automatically arrange icons according to a grid, alphabetically, by date, uh, things like that. There are people, 
So everybody, you know, it's a personal computer. This is one of the beauties of a personal computer is it's, you know, kind of infinitely configurable. So there's some people who say, anytime I put an icon on the desktop, I want to be arranged in a tight grid in alphabetical order uh, or, you know, or whatever. And so Windows will do that and you can have that set. The other thing is it's if a resolution changes, of course, the screen gets rearranged to accommodate the resolution. And often people will find, you know, they play a game, for instance, and the resolution changes to accommodate that game. They come back to their desktop. The icons are all different because the resolution was changed. Uh, you'll also find that uh, the icons can move around um, for other, for a variety of reasons. Because uh, to be frank, I don't think, despite the fact that you can arrange your icons, and I've seen people, by the way, draw pictures with icons on their desktop. That's when you really know you're working with an old-timer or somebody with a lot of times on their hands. Um, and, and they get very upset when these are rearranged. Or, I, don't think when, I don't think it was ever intended, really, that you use the desktop that way. So, but so many people do that there are a number of programs that uh, will basically take your Windows and, and fix it, rearrange it. Look at Desktop OK. It's free. Um, but if you just, if you search for, you know, Restore Desktop Icon Windows 10, you'll see dozens of programs that do this. There's a great company that makes Windows add-ons called Stardock uh, that has a lot of add-ons for people like, uh, like this. So um, this is, you know, this is obviously something people uh, want and have solved in many ways. Somebody in the chat room, Patterson, saying, silly sots iconoid. <laughs> and I just like saying that. It's S-I-L-L-Y-S-O-T dot com. And uh, icono iconoid does the same thing. Th these have been around for so long because what you're doing is very common. Uh, you w People want their... But but Microsoft has never acknowledged this, right? So um, if you right-click on your desktop and you select the personalize item from the pop-up menu there, uh, you'll see a whole uh, bunch of personalization settings, including things you know things about how the, the the desktop will be arranged and so forth. So that's another thing to to look at. Uh, but I think the best thing is just run a little utility that, that memorizes your settings and puts them back. Because if you play a game or whatever, they're going to rearrange. If the re if the resolution changes, they're going to rearrange. Yeah. Okay. I'll try one of those. That's, that's, yeah. I didn't know those were good. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I ju I ju feel like most people probably. And by the way, this is prophecy that's starting to come true. Should probably just get a Chromebook and not worry about all that stuff. But you know what? We're we're creatures of habit. And if if uh, you've been using Windows since Windows ninety eight, and you just happen to like the arranging icons on the desktop well you can't do that in a chromebook and it might be a, might be a deal breaker for you just understand that lots of other stuff goes along with that somebody ought to do a movie this is a good pixar movie what your desktop icons do when you're not all around you know i think they're up to no good jay in providence is it north carolina rhode island i don't know hi jay i live it is north carolina we've talked before i, I think yes we have. And I think I always ask you this stupid question, so I apologize. I will remember now. Uh, oh, I, I get it all the time. It, it doesn't face me. <laughs> Which Providence? <laughs> and there's four in North Carolina, to simplify matters. Oh, my gosh. Well, there we go. Hey, look, I have to take a break. Uh, what, you want to hang on for just a moment? Sure. I'm sorry you've been hanging on already. But I know we want to talk about uh, El Capitan, the captain. And we will do that in just a moment. Sierra's coming soon, by the way. And for many of us, uh, iOS 10, the new uh, iOS will be coming out this week. Leo Laporte, the tech guy.
Leo Laporte, the tech guy. 8888. Ask Leo. Tom, Bozeman, Montana. Oh, whoops. I was supposed to take... Did I hang up on him? Are you are you still there, Jay? Oh, rats, Jay, I forgot. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I'll do Tom and Jake call back. Pardon me. Sorry. Tom in Bozeman, Montana. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Yeah, Leo, I'd like to echo your uh, salute to the first responders today. Absolutely. Brave people. And they and they continue it every day. They do it every day. Anyway, uh, two questions concerning two different laptops. Both originally were Windows 7, both upgraded to Windows 10. Okay. Uh, I have a Lenovo G560. When I did the upgrade, my life on the battery has decreased by about 33%. Oi. Used to get three hours, now I'm barely getting two. Uh-huh. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it is. That's a shame. I'm sorry to hear that. So uh, I would go to Lenovo and see if they've got updated drivers uh, of some kind to help that. It's not, a, you know... It's not unusual. You get a big update, things like that happen. Um, right. But Lenovo's, the only people people can fix that are Lenovo. My guess is when you installed uh, Windows 10, uh, more generic drivers were installed than, you know, the, the drivers used for, uh, that Lenovo used. It could be there's also, you know, remember there's also, it's a, how, how recent is the uh, computer? Uh, I'm going to say maybe 18 months. Is it a Skylake processor? Do you know? What generation Intel? So power management with Skylake was notoriously difficult. Microsoft's own hardware, the Surface Pro 4 and the Surface Book, which I have in front of me right now, for eight months, (laughs) for eight months, had massive problems with power management. Wouldn't sleep when you closed the lid, uh, would turn themselves on, you know, and would turn it on, the battery would be dead. And and Microsoft's only excuse was, well, it's a tough uh, computer science problem. They finally did fix it. It's my guess that this similar kind of work has to be done by Lenovo uh, with Windows 10. So check the manufacturer is always the answer in this case. Okay, the other issue is with the Dell 15-inch, and I do not have the model number for that machine because I'm not around it. But anyway, uh, what we do with this is we drive a couple of TVs uh, as external monitors. And what has happened twice to us so far is the laptop monitor has gone blank the external monitors are still functioning ah. as properly, but you can't get any control of the laptop monitor at that point. Your mouse and keyboard work on the external, not the laptop. Is that right? Yes. Mouse, everything everything works, but you do not see anything on the laptop monitor. Yeah. And, you know, doing the, the Windows function keys, that does nothing. Uh, so look in your display settings. Make sure that what do you you want a mirror, right? You want to have whatever was on the laptop screen show on the big screen. Is that right? Actually, no, we're not mirroring. You want to extend. Yep. Okay. So make sure. That, and by the way, the the laptop screen works just fine when you don't have an external monitor, right? No. Once this happens, oh. uh, you, you pull out the external monitors. Uh, there is no internal monitor. Even rebooting doesn't return it. Correct. So now it's broken. In other words. Well, 
you need to plug in an external monitor in order to get it back running. <laughs> okay. So it could be physical damage to the to the Dell as well. The um, It's a laptop, right? 15-inch laptop. Laptop, but it functioned properly under Windows 7. And this just happened with Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, try Windows Key P. <laughs> Windows Key P. Okay. Um, that is the not the function key, but the magic key in Windows 10 to uh, open the project sidebar. And you'll see it on the right when you do that. And that will give you some options when you do Windows Key P. That will give you some options for how the external screen is handled. And one of the options, and I suspect this is what's selected, is second screen only. So uh, that would actually turn off your laptop. Well, yes, it would. Yep. So I would try that and see if that's a nice Windows 10 feature. Okay. All right. Yeah, Windows 10, I have to say, um, for all of its benefits, and there are many, also caused a lot of problems. But I guess any new operating system, anytime you go, you know, if you went from Vista to 7 or XP to Vista or seven to eight there there are always these kind of hiccups along the way uh and some of it relies on the manufacturer of the hardware as in the case of lenovo to fix it sometimes it's just that microsoft decided to do things differently and what you used to be able to do doesn't work anymore i noticed on this surface book which was designed for windows 10 there isn't a function key for switching you know between extended mirrored and so forth you have to do that windows p thing the project key uh, toolbar not obvious. Not obvious. I hope that helps you. Our show today is, uh, we're going to go back to the phones in a second, talk to David in Vegas. And we got, oh, no, you know what? I'm going to do Jay next because Jay got back on the line. Thank you, Jay. I'm sorry. Jay in Providence will be next. But first, let's talk about ransomware. I know no one wants to talk about ransomware. It's a horrible, devastating problem in the Windows world. Uh, you Very typically, you'll get an email. About 90% of all phishing emails now are ransomware. There'll be an attachment. The email will purport to come from someone you know or your work or your boss. And it'll usually be kind of urgent, like, here's the projections you asked for. You better take a look at these. Something to get you going. You open it up. Before you know it, all your data is encrypted. And uh, you got a pop-up on your screen saying that'll be 300 bucks if you ever want to see your data again. Ransomware, not nice. You know what the cure to ransomware is? A good backup. I'm, But not just any good backup, Carbonite. See, with Carbonite, you've got versioning. That means you can always go back to the pre-encrypted data, even if the encrypted data gets backed up. And it might, because, you know, one of the best things about Carbonite is it's always working. It's always backing up. Constant backups in the background. You don't have to pay any attention to it. It just does it. But because it does previous versions, you go to Carbonite, you say, what's the first one that's not scrambled? I'll take that. And then you thumb your nose at the ransomware, and you're back to business. I'll tell you what. Ransomware is a problem. Data loss is a problem. User error is a problem. But the solution in every respect, Carbonite. Online backup done right. Go to Carbonite.com for home or office, Mac or PC. You can try it for free. No credit card needed. Do use my name, Leo, when you do that because you'll get two months free with purchase. And with Carbonite, you can access your files from any machine on the web, from your smartphone with the Carbonite app. It's really remarkable. Carbonite.com. Secure automatic backup done right. Use my name, Leo, for two months free. Jay, I'm so sorry. My apologies. I'm glad you got back in. Hey, I guess the uh, foam ranger is encountering a foam phantom today. <laughs> no, no, that was me. It was just me. Oh. I can't blame anybody on that one. I just pushed the wrong button. But I'm glad you got back. What can I do for you? 
Okay, on uh, El Capitan, I noticed the other day that I have something uh, called proxies, which I gather is just some fitting options. It looks a little over my head, which yeah, I ignore, unless you guess. know you're using a proxy server, ignore it. Well, um, the thing about it is that uh, somehow Bypass has uh, has a domain entered, and I don't remember entering it. So that's the main thing to worry. Uh, in other words, you're you've got a proxy setting that you didn't set. Right. Do you have sometimes security software does this? I have none. None. Did you install at any time a VPN or some way of anonymously getting on the internet? I have, but I don't remember it changing anything. Now I do think that it popped up about the same time I I, tri I changed ISPs. Well, you don't okay unless so a pro, a proxy um, is a way for you to use somebody else's computer to get on the internet in effect or to get on a network in effect. Normally, you don't use a proxy, uh, but some the reason they have these settings and every browser has them, every operating system has them. It works at work often they have you go through a proxy, uh, but VPNs sometimes use proxies. Um, it says you're going to bypass? Yes, it just gives one uh, domain name or so it appears that there's a little bit of strange stuff uh, before the yeah. numbers. Oh, I, I, I think I would first, you know, really kind of make sure you didn't install it uh, when you installed a VPN, for instance, or your ISP didn't install it. But here's the best way to try it. Turn it off. And see if everything works. <laughs> if it does, then uh, you don't need it. The question is, you're going to have to figure out why it got there in the first place. But it is not unusual for third-party security software, VPN software, to install those kinds of proxies. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Could also be malware. Could be. Hey, 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 how are you today, Leo Laporte, the tech guy? Time to talk computers and the internet, the home theater, digital photography, all that jazz. 8888-ASK-LEO, that's the phone number. We'll go back to the phones right away. And uh, D David in uh, Vegas. Hi, David, Leo Laporte, the tech guy. What's up, Leo? Hey, how you doing? Oh, they're ready to kick me out of here. Checkout time. It's but checkout I time. Follow. I hate it when it's that happens. Did you, have, did you have a good visit to Vegas? I, I did. I did. It was boys boys weekend, so it was it was a blast. Fun. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So um this morning I look at my phone to try to look at pictures that I took the past couple of days and uh I don't see them. And then I look at my storage and it doesn't see my S D card, open up my phone, S D card is gone. What 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 kind of trouble am I in for? So you don't even see an SD card, or you open it and there's nothing. No, on it's it. gone. I opened it up; it's physically gone. It fell out. It fell. Oh, you out. lost it. Batteries. Yeah, I was swapping batteries, oh, you know, no. over the weekend, and well, that... and it physically fell out. Well, yeah, no. So you're wondering, like, if the camera has some memory in it or something? No, no, like, like, because I know I store apps on on the SD card, and I'm curious if one password. Oh, information on no, the you're card. safe. If that's what you're worried about, you're safe. That's encrypted, that blob. Like, Even if that's on there, it's encrypted in a way nobody could read it. Okay, how about just like apps or anything like that? 
Uh, what did you, so mostly it's, it's media. So any, uh, pictures you took, if they're being saved to the SD card, that's, those will be on there in the clear. So will music. Uh, if you moved an app over there, yes, the app data is on that card. Uh, but it depends on the app. This sounds like a, this sounds like a scene out of hangover three. So, <laughs> so, so you're telling me you took a lot of pictures on this boys weekend yeah. And then you lost the SD card. Well, this is a case where yeah. what happens in Vegas really does stay in Vegas. The only problem is well, if somebody finds that. Now, it was a little micro, a little tiny SD card, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I don't think. So. First of all, it's going to be hard for somebody to find that. Nobody's going to notice that. Second, okay. to, for them to be smart enough to use it in a way that could be damaging to you. Is it the? But are there are there? Let's put it this way: Are there compromising pictures on this SD card? No, <laughs> no, honey, no, of course not. No, no, absolutely not. That would be the only thing I'd worry about. Your apps. Um, so let's say you're using uh, Snapchat, for instance. Um, sometimes there is compromising stuff in Snapchat. Then. And and this was actually an issue. Somebody, a security researcher, uncovered. You know, Snapchat deletes uh, after you know a period of time. It deletes whatever you do in Snapchat. It's one of the reasons people like to use it for private communications. Unfortunately, the cache sometimes maintains some of that data on your phone. If Snapchat, for instance, had been moved to the SD card, uh, it is possible that the SD card could have Snapchat cache on it. So, but I mean, come on. It's not like the hacker conventions going on this weekend. You'd have somebody would have to find it. It's tiny. It's a, it's the size of your pinky nail. So they'd have to spot it, and then they'd have to know what to do with it. And it's unlikely that that's going to happen. I think you're safe. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Leo. Any pictures of you and roosters or anything? You're you're fine. <laughs> the pictures actually, the pictures are the most dangerous thing because. If somebody does find that card, that's the one thing that almost anybody could get. They just put the card. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Card in any card, you know, a card reader that can read a micro SD card or put it in their own phone, open up the gallery, and there they are. They're all there. So I hope you didn't. I have. <laughs> Just saying. I hope you didn't take any compromising pictures. What happens in Vegas, etc. Didn't they, I think they, uh, so Vegas went through a very bad period where they decided they wanted to be a family-friendly city, right? And that didn't work. And so they went back to being Sin City. Let's face it, you know, uh, party all the time. That's when they launched the What Happens in Vegas Stays in Vegas. But then they had an issue because it doesn't, because of Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and camera phones, there's documentation like crazy. And so now when you go into Vegas... They, I'm not kidding you, at the airport, McCarran International Airport, they have big billboards up saying, just remember, don't, don't Instagram what's... 
they're reminding people that if you really want privacy, you probably shouldn't take pictures of it. I guess that's advice we should all listen to. Chap in Durango, Colorado. Hi, Chap. Welcome. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. You there? Hey. I am. Thanks so much for taking my call. I enjoy your radio station twice a week. That's good. Here in in the Four Corners area. Nice. And I have a question about an old Dell computer. It's a laptop, which runs XP. And it does have USB ports, but I haven't been able to use them to output. That is to say to... Um, store uh, transfer stuff onto a thumb drive now i did go online well, and looked at a couple of approaches but neither of the two worked so um when you put in the thumb drive does it at least see it does it know it's there as a storage device yeah or just as i mean does it pop up on the screen Mm, I don't think it does. See, the, so the, okay. what I'm trying to figure out is if the USB ports are screwed up on the laptop or what. So um, if you can put a thumb drive, and, and, and I would say try several of them. These things die, by the way. I think people assume that flash memory lives forever. In fact, they fail more more <laughs> oftenly than you'd think. More oftenly? I more didn't often. know that. Yeah. So I would have a couple of different ones. And try all the ports. I presume there's more than one port on the laptop. There are two. Yeah. So try both of them. Um, And what you want is for it to show up. And I was talking earlier uh, with Dorothy, and if it doesn't pop up on the screen or show up on the desktop, then open Windows Explorer and look in my computer and see if you can see that drive as a drive. Um, That's my computer. Yeah. So... um, yeah, that that's so. The Windows Explorer icon usually is, as I told her in the in the taskbar at the bottom. It's a it's a yellow Manila folder held by a blue, uh, you know, uh, shelf holder. <laughs> it's a terrible icon, but that's what it is. And if you, <laughs> if you open this PC, it'll show you all the drives connected. Now, if it's just the if all you see is Windows C, the C drive. Then your computer is, in fact, not seeing USB keys. And I would leave that window open and try a couple of different USB keys with a couple, with both ports. If nothing ever shows up, yeah, you're right. You've got a problem. You're, you're, you, now, the next question is, are my USB ports working? And so tr- try plugging in a USB mouse or some other USB device just to and see. I do have one. Yeah, because a port can be shorted out. You know, it's possible. I was talking about the finding a USB key on the sidewalk. Do not ever put it in your computer because it could actually short your hardware out. So it could be that that those ports are actually broken, but it's not likely. Um, I I don't know that they. I don't know that they are. um, But just because of, um, like when I googled it for USB storage, Windows XP, there were a number of offerings giving a. You know, a bunch of steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't to try to just to ignore those. That's no, it's a that's noise. That's noise. So the mm. f- the first thing to figure out is is my physical port not working? And I just described that process. If the drive will come up, 
That's when you use those tools they're talking about to restore data on a damaged drive. But first, you got to get the drive to come up. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. This portion of the Tech Eye Show brought to you by the amazing Epson EcoTank printers with cartridge printing and years of ink in the box. Go to Epson.com slash EcoTank to learn more. Epson, exceed your vision. What do you think? What do you all think about uh, losing the headphone jack on the iPhone? You know, Apple, I think, uh, made a very, I, uh, you know, coherent argument for it. You can read BuzzFeed, uh, John Pachkowski's article. They Apple gave him the technical explanation. You know, their explanation on stage was totally inadequate. Courage! <laughs> but really, it saves a lot of space, a significant amount of space internally on the phone. Uh, I've talked to David Pogue of Yahoo Tech. He said, you know, every phone manufacturer would like to get rid of the uh, headphone jack because it takes up so much space. But, I mean, of course, every phone manufacturer would like to get rid of anything that takes up space, but there are certain things that you need on a, on a smartphone, especially if your smartphone is a media player or you like to make phone calls. Uh, anybody who's used Bluetooth for any length of time probably gets pretty fed up with it. I, uh, even with phone calls, I'll use a wired headset. That's still an option on the iPhone, but you have to use either lightning-connected headphones or use the $9 adapter. They do provide one in the box for the new headphone, the uh, new uh, smartphone, the iPhone 7. I just it it I'm very torn on it. On the one hand, they were able to do more with the iPhone 7 because they had extra real estate inside. That's their argument. My counter argument to that is, yeah, but look what Samsung does. Their Note 7, admittedly the exploding phone, <clears throat> but you know, that was that's separate, but th- their Note 7 packs a bigger screen and a pen and a headphone jack into a smaller package than the iPhone 7 Plus. Significantly smaller. And it's a better screen. Uh, They don't have stereo speakers. Apple has stereo speakers now because they say we have more room. They don't have a silly buzzer on the home button. Uh, You know, I I haven't used the new iPhone yet. I'll get it on Friday, and I'll, I'll be very curious to see if that's an improvement or not. In general, you'd like to take moving parts out of these things. So having a physical home button, which Samsung does and Apple has done up to now, you know, it'd be good to get rid of that. I don't know. Is that a better use of that space? A buzzer, a haptic feedback engine on the home button than a headphone jack? I have a lot of headphones, some very expensive headphones that use a physical jack. I guess the answer is to spend 90 bucks and buy 10 headphone adapters and put them all on all your headphones headphone to lightning adapters and then that way your headphones you know will work with an iPhone but you still need headphones to if you want to use the analog ports on Apple's laptops they don't have lightning ports and it does feel all all about like a ploy to get you to buy bluetooth headphones which Apple oh by the way makes they bought beats beats of course has both lightning cable headphones and Bluetooth headphones using Apple's new W1 chip, which they say is better, you know, better Bluetooth. And Apple's going to sell a $160 wireless earpiece. They call it the AirPod. 
which really looks dopey. Because <laughs> not only is it in your ear, but then there's this thing hanging off of it that's the microphone. And, and they didn't put just the microphone on one side. They both got microphones. So it looks like you've got icicles dripping out of your ear or something. It's, it's... Now, I've also read articles, some interesting articles, saying, you know, this is actually the most important announcement Apple made, these AirPods. And, and I'm, I'm actually kind of buying into this. The next step in wearables is not a wristwatch. It's not glasses like Google did. It's, it's earables. Because, and I've mentioned this before, you've heard me mention it on the show, it's possible with something in your ear to monitor not just steps, but blood pressure, heart rate, all sorts of stuff, oxygen levels, because of the thin membrane in your ear between the, the blood barrier and your ear hole there. So, and it's, I mean, an earphone is unobtrusive. Remember the movie Her? I had Scarlett Johansson in his ear, and that was pretty cool. Kind of fell in love with her, right? Siri will be in your ear now. You just tap your little AirPods twice, and Siri will listen for what you want. I think this is possibly a very interesting move into a next-generation smart device that is earable in your ear. So maybe that's what Apple's up to. Anyway, I'd love to know what you think. 8888-ASK-LEO. The website is techguylabs.com. We can discuss things there, too. Mark in Camarillo, California is next. Hi, Mark. How you doing, Leo? Thanks for taking my call. Camarillo, I should say. Camarillo, that's yeah. right, yeah. It, it gets mispronounced all the time. I, you know, I blame Frank Zappa because he did, he did a song <laughs> called Camarillo Brillo, and I, and I was a big fan, and I've said Camarillo ever since, so I will say Camarillo. Yeah, I know the song well. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hey, I just, really what I I should do is thank you. I, for two years, I listened to you as I struggled through, um, you know, Windows PC problems, and then I had a Mac laptop, and just software problem after software. Yeah. Problem. The thing is, I'm not I'm not a gamer. I, I'm a writer and I'm a teacher. Uh, I'm, I'm actually a teacher and then a writer. I'm a journalist, and I, I finally gave it all up. I went uh, straight into Google. I got an Android phone. I got a, a, a uh, Chromebook. Chromebook. Good. Yep. Yeah. And. Here's where the rubber met the road. I was out with my family. An editor contacted me. I had a piece that was on deadline. I had turned it in. She needed some quick edits made. I pulled it up on Google Docs on my phone. There you go. And corrected it right there, sent it right back to her, and and it was done. I got an Amazon Echo, the uh, Google uh, Chromebook, the phone, and a Kindle, and I got them all, I think, less than $600 total. There you go. The the MacBook was $1,000, and I, I just... I, I, I've never been happier. <laughs> Thank you. Because I've been saying this. I've been beating this drum. Some people need a desktop, a general purpose operating system. I understand that. I'm not saying everybody can get by with a Chromebook. But most people could. Most of what yeah. you do. And there's the much less complexity, much more secure, much less cost. And by the way, Chromebooks are about to get much better because the Android store is going to be on the Chromebook starting in a month or two. And the minute that happens... You've got a million new applications you can run on your Chromebook. I think it's going to be a revolution. Already, by the way, the Chromebook is outselling the Mac. Did you know that? The Chromebook outsold the Mac. Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's good news. Security is the best thing. It's a a very, very secure feeling having all this stuff uh, work this way. Are you seeing more Chromebooks in school? (laughs) 
Yeah, in fact, I bought one for my daughter. Yep. Um, we our our school district, unfortunately, is still stuck with Office 365. And uh, no offense to Microsoft, it just it's cumbersome to me. We use it on my uh, computer at school, and I, I'm not happy. A with lot it. of schools feel like, oh no, we're training kids for their future. They need to know how to use Office. And I would submit that uh, in eight years when those kids enter the workforce. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It may not be office. Yeah. It's foolish no, to teach right. kids any particular technology. You need to teach them general technology. You need to teach them critical thinking. There's kind of universal skills that will apply no matter what the future holds. But we can't predict what technologies kids are going to be using. I'd be very surprised if kids are using Microsoft Word in 10 years. Yeah, I agree with you. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I just want. I'm to glad share. you yeah, called. I hope it helps people. Yeah, I'm really glad you called, Mark. I, I agree with you 100. percent I've been beating that drum, and you, all you have to do is listen to the calls we get on this show. People struggling with their computers, just struggling. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. It's needless. Time to talk photography with Chris Marquardt, our photo guy. Chris joins us every week. He's a professional photographer, really stunning stuff, has written some good books and great books, including his latest, the film book, all about using film cameras to take amazing pictures. But he joins us every week to talk about digital photography. You'll find more of his work at discoverthetopfloor.com. Hi, Chris. Hi, Leo. Did I get the name of that? It's the film book. Is that right? It's the film. It's it's the film photography handbook. I left out a couple of syllables. The film <laughs> photography fun. handbook. And where can I get that? A- anywhere you like. There's. Uh, it's on my bookshelf, so I'll just. It's on. It. It's on many bookshelves <laughs> by now. It is um, in bookstores. You get it on your favorite online book bookseller, and uh, yeah, it's a proper book. Oh, it's a proper beautiful. publisher. No, it's gorgeous. With lots of images and uh, lots of how-to, and uh, and I, of course, am pouring through it because I, uh, at yours kind of a lot of people pushing me towards trying film photography and i got a very nice leica m3 antique i got two cameras that are as old as i am which is yes. old uh, but they were well maintained by their original owners and somebody reconditioned them with love and uh, i got it from that friend of yours in austria uh the guy who sells uh, classic cameras was it leicastore.com i think it's a leica store yeah yeah leicastore.com i got an m3 and the thing is nobody wants film cameras so they're cheap and i got a roloflex and it's just fun to have they're so they're beautifully made I just recently got my old Rolleiflex out and uh, put a roll of film in it it's and hard. used it. Because it's it, it, they don't. <laughs> you're looking well, down and they don't correct anything. For, you know, yeah, it takes a bit of skill, but yeah. you get skill by practicing. I got some so, yeah, great images. So, it, yeah. yeah, I'm very happy with it. Anyway, we so. continue with uh, our photographic superpowers series. What's yes, our superpower this week? Um, the superpower. Well, last week we talked about this uh, taking pictures of the sun. Now, why not talk about pictures of uh, the moon? Ah, the moon. Another. Another body in the sky that um, is interesting to photograph. But, but it's, it's similar to the sunset Im- problem because you look so good in real life 
and it never looks that good in a picture unless you really know what you're doing. This is and it looks it looks so big when it's yeah. straight above above the horizon, yeah. but that's just an optical illusion. And you take a picture of it, and you end up with this small, tiny. The camera's not fooled. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 it has its difficulties, but um, there are again a few tricks uh, that you can use to make moon pictures work. Well, first first thing is. Again, as with the sunset picture, the moon just on its own, yeah, nice. But we've all seen pictures that have just the moon on it. They're kind of boring. You know, we, now everyone knows what the moon looks like. Uh, it's always nice if you have some environment in it, if you have some foreground in it, something that um, that the moon is above, maybe some 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 trees or some houses or things that, that give it a bit of a frame and a bit of a good place in the picture to sit in. That's the first thing. Um, and the second, as I said, it's very, very small. So if you want the, a, a decent-sized moon, you will again need... Uh, longer focal lengths, a telephoto lens that uh, can help you there. And um, I, I know people who want people who want the the moon full full size in the picture, want the entire picture to be covered by the moon, will use a uh, thousand millimeters or longer. If you don't have that, well, use a long one at least, and uh, the longest one that you have. Um, may, maybe even cheat a bit and make a, compo- a composite of two pictures, like the moon and a foreground. And uh, it's usually fairly easy with the right software to put those together. Uh, some photographers do that and i think as long as it's art and not journalism that's a that's fine to do yeah the only thing i makes me mad about that is i look at it and i don't know it was a composite (laughs) and i think how did they do that i gotta try to do that so you should be aware a lot of times when you see a moon picture yeah they're, Um, they're compositing it yeah yeah, it's true. So there's a rule of thumb to get the exposure right because it's really hard to see on your display. Um, that first of all, the display is usually too bright. Like you, you turn your camera on at night, and the display is still as bright as you uh, had it when you were shooting in the sun. So you'll have a lot of light coming at you, and that kind of is confusing. So what I do is I, I turn down the camera's display's brightness all the way down when I shoot at night, just to make sure it doesn't blind me. And um, and then there's a rule of thumb that you can use in order to uh, get the get the exposure right, and it's called the Luni Eleven. Now, it <laughs> what it means is you uh, you set your camera up on full manual mode, so you, you you get to call the shots when it comes to ISO and to aperture and to the shutter speed, and then you set it up the following way: you set you choose an ISO, let's say ISO four hundred, and you shoot at a four hundredth of a second. So you set the set the speed, the shutter speed at the same uh, number that you set the ISO to. And then you set the camera to f11. That's the aperture, and that's a very good starting point to take pictures okay, of. Okay, wait a minute. I got right, so I got so you, okay. You set the speed of the camera to the ISO. To the, so if it's ISO four hundred, you'd set it to one four hundredth. Exactly. If it's ISO one hundred, you'd set it to one one hundredth. Okay. Yep. And then f11. That seems too easy. And that is that's a it? good starting point. And okay. by the way, what what that means is that you can actually take a shot of the moon handheld without a tripod if you want to. Oh. Now let's let's, yeah. let's assume you have a 1000 millimeter lens on your camera and like a very long lens, that's a very long lens. A 1000 meters is like a telescope. Yeah. And you set your camera to ISO 1000, which every modern camera can do, and a thousandth of a second. F11, you nail the shot. Yeah, you can handhold a thousandth of a second no problem. Exactly. Yeah. So you can the moon is much brighter than we think and you can handhold shots off the moon and I've done it plenty of times. So And what you're you looking for is enough detail so that you can see the craters. It's just not like a big white light in the sky. If if you and and, and by the way, you see the craters best if the if the moon is not lit. In the non, if the moon is not at, at full moon. Oh. The moon is lit from the side. That's when the details, right at the edge where the dark goes into the bright, that's where you will see all these little craters in a lot of detail. And that's really fun to play with. And that's lots of fun to to zoom into and look around. And 
a bit of post-processing on moon pictures can also give you a bit of an advantage. So if you crank up the contrasts a bit, maybe maybe give it a bit of clarity. That's uh, one of the sliders that most uh, photo editing tools have these days. And you will you will bring out those details, and it'll be a really interesting shot. It's going to be very hard if you expose for the moon to see anything but silhouettes around it. So when you see shots where it's it's the moon, and then the, the, you can see the leaves on the trees, that's going to be either, at least HDR, probably a composite, right? I mean, or or that person lit the foreground. Oh, they had a flash. <laughs> you might have a flash. You might expose for a longer uh, time, and then uh, and then fire the flash and light uh, the foreground. And there's a lot. There's lots of tricks there. Photographers are tricky bunch. Ah. So, people, yeah. <laughs> so here's your chance to be tricky. We have an assignment. If you uh, if you want to play along the home version of our game, uh, you have about uh, two or three more weeks to take a picture representing the idea, concept, word, fly. Whatever that means to you, fly. Now, here's how it works. You have to join Flickr. That's free. It's a Yahoo site, uh, Yahoo Verizon site now. Um, and it's been a long time, one of the best photo sharing sites ever. It's great for putting up images, asking for people to give you critiques and, and, and uh, you know help you get a, be a better photographer. We've got a group there, the Tech Guy group. Easy to find, 12,000 members. You picture me on the front page. Go join that group and upload your images. You can do one a week. Make sure you tag them with the word fly. Renee Silverman, our moderator, will accept them. And uh, in a couple of weeks, I guess September 18th, Chris will review three of the best images. Chris Marquardt, he's at discoverthetopfloor.com. We'll see you next week, Chris. Absolutely. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. That, that's, not, that's not me talking. 8888-ASK-LEO. That's the phone number. David is in or on the Gold Coast of Australia. Hi, David. Hi, Leo. How are you? I'm wonderful. Glad you called. Hey, Leo. Um, oh, just before I ask my question, I just want to let you know that uh, I'll be heading over to California on Friday. And uh, I pick up my iPhone here on uh, Friday morning. And I'll arrive into, uh, into Los Angeles about 6.30 in the morning on Friday morning. So, theoretically, I should be the first one in California to have an iPhone. Oh, darn you. <laughs> By three hours or four <laughs> hours. But which, which yeah, one did you order? <laughs> I got the, uh, the matte black uh, 256 iPhone 7 Plus. That looks like a very nice one. I, I ordered the jet black, which is the shiny black. Uh, even though I know it'll scratch up. I was just worried up. about the scratches. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. I, my, when I, the way I buy phones is a little different from uh, the way a normal person would. I, uh, I always get the new color the new look because I want to be able to show people and talk about things like does it scratch. So I'm not really I don't I'm not buying it so much for myself as as you know as a review unit. Same thing with the watch. I, I already have a stainless steel and a sport Apple watch. I don't so I end up buying the much more expensive ceramic one because I'm interested in how that holds up, what it looks like and all that. I buy these things so you don't have to. But if I were if I were buying it for well, myself I'd probably have done the same thing as you and, and stuck with a safer jet black. It's it looks very attractive. Are you which iPhone uh, do you have now? I've got the iPhone six, so I do mine every uh, every two years. Sensible uh, upgrade. Yeah, so, that's uh, sensible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Leo, I've just got a quick question. We're um, I'm on a uh, a thousand gigabyte a month uh, plan with my provider, and uh, over the last month we've found that uh, our data usage has gone through the roof. Now I've changed the Wi-Fi passwords. Uh, I've gone through and um, tried to find out where this where the data's been downloaded from, and uh, we're running all Macs and uh, we're running three airport. Uh, airport extremes uh, around the house and I just can't find where, where we seem to be going over that and it's quite a lot of data as soon as we you know, might watch a little bit of Netflix and the kids play a few games on the online 
And I was wondering whether there was a network tool um, that I could put, which I could find out what's using the data. Yeah, typically you want to put that not on any individual computer because no individual computer has the view of the whole network that you would like. You put it on a router. And this is one drawback to the Apple routers, which is they're, uh, they haven't been updated in a long time. And they don't have many of the features that more modern routers offer, like exactly this bandwidth monitoring. So one way to do this would be replace one of the airport extremes, or both if you want, with a more modern router that had the capability to monitor bandwidth. I use the Asus. Uh, by the way, they're also better routers. Apple has not kept its routers up to date. Um, uh, I use the Asus C3200, and uh, that has built in a bandwidth monitor. Uh, I could show you which computer is using the most. Synology has some excellent software on their routers uh, that will do the same thing. Um, I wonder, it's conceivable... I mean, there are um, there are things like uh, there are apps like Bandwidth Plus that will track each individual Mac's usage, um, and so that might be enough. You just have to put it on every Mac to give you some information. But really, the real be issue, something like the Telstra TV. Or... Well, yeah, but the real issue is going to be sorry. is going to be uh, is somebody using your Wi-Fi from another system. You wouldn't see that. You'd only see that if the on the router. That's the that's, well, that's the center. We live right across the road from a uh, very, very ex- exclusive uh, boarding school, so I'm thinking that um, <laughs> if anything, someone. Oh, the kids, uh, the kids. Yeah, see, the kids yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that would be. Uh, you'd have to use the router to monitor that because you have to use something more upstream than the individual computer to see that. Right. So, okay. Um, so I, I change mean, over the router. Yeah, or you could continue to use your routers and put something in between your modem and your router. That does the same thing. There, are, that's another way to do it. You don't have to get all new routers. You continue to use those as Wi-Fi routers and get just uh, you put the airport extremes in bridge mode, so they don't have to do the DHCP, and then use use a smaller device like a Ubiquiti uh, Edge router to do the monitoring. Um, so there okay. are definitely ways to do that. How you know it's been several years since Apple's updated the airport extreme. They haven't made any noise at all about the airport extreme. They're moving away from being a computer company. It seems. Um, and while the Airport Extreme, when it came out, was good, it's really the case that after a couple of years, routers wear out. They, you know, um, and, and... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And in, in also, I mean, it's an AC router. That's the good news. It at least supports the current standard. But it doesn't have a lot of some yes. features I'd like to see, like bandwidth monitoring would be awesome. So. It was just it's just a very easy um, system to set oh, up. Oh no, I know. I use an eight. I use uh, it starts straight yeah. away. No, and because you're on all Mac network, it's perfect. And to their credit, Apple does update the firmware all the time. They keep it secure. It's it's very secure. It's more secure than most other routers. In that regard, you know, you're you're in good shape. A lot of router manufacturers they make the thing and then that's it. It's orphaned immediately, regardless of the security problems. And there are many many routers that are full of security flaws. So maybe it is a good idea to keep using your airport extreme. You have a password on it, right? Yes, yes. You use WPA2? Uh, yes, I do. Don't use WEP, W-E-P, because that has been cracked, and those smart kids across the street could figure that one out. 
they have an advantage because they're oh, there every day, all day. <laughs> they can, yeah. So um, <laughs> if you're using strong uh, strong password on WPA2, you know, another thing to do is make sure that the name on your uh, router isn't like the one across the street from the school. You know, <laughs> make it a little bit more obscure, yeah. although they can see how strong it is. So, um yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, and it may well be. Uh, how old are your kids? Uh, they're young. They're eight and ten. Oh, okay. And they don't have BitTorrent. They're, <laughs> they're not running BitTorrent no. clients. When they get to thirteen and fourteen, no. that's then. Then you start worrying that maybe they're running something in the background. Yeah. I think I'll be teaching them uh, the new user groups rather than uh, BitTorrent. <laughs> that's good. Security on the airport extreme is excellent. I mean, I'm not knocking that. In fact, that's uh, that's is a really big selling point. But uh, I just I, yes. I, they haven't made much effort to produce release new hardware and so forth. Uh, I guess you could turn. Somebody suggesting in the uh, in the chat room, Dora Dora says, "Why don't you just turn off the router when you leave the house?" That could. Be- I work from home. That's the only ah. so it's it's hard to hard to isolate that while I'm while I'm trying to work at the same time. Yeah. Hmm. I thought, you know, WPA2, if you're... I'm uh, over in California. Yeah. I hope come up uh, the coast a little bit. Stop by and say hi. Yeah, will do. We had had somebody from Perth in yesterday. So we get visitors from down under all the time. Love it. Nice to talk to you. You've got to come down here later and visit us. Thank you. Yeah, I love the Gold Coast. I was there for the uh, total eclipse. I was in Cairns uh, for the total eclipse uh, some some years ago. It's a beautiful country. Take care, David. I appreciate it. 8888, ask Leo the number to call. Let's talk about home security briefly. What, why don't we? Uh, our sponsor is Simply Safe, and then we'll get back to the phones. Uh, Stan's on the line from Colton, California. He uh, Let me see what he wants. Oh, his, he wants some wallpaper advice. I love wallpaper. <laughs> it's one thing I wish the Chromebook did better. It would allowed random wallpapers. It doesn't. It uh, You pick one wallpaper, and, and then you're stuck with that one. Of course, you don't see it much because your browser is open all the time. Simply Safe is the security system that uh, I recommend for anybody who wants to do it yourself, and that saves you a lot of money. Simply Safe sells all of the sensors you need: glass break, intrusion detection, even carbon monoxide and fire, uh, to keep your family safe from all threats—not just thieves, but from all threats. You know, the average cost, according to the FBI, uh, to homeowners for a burglary, the average loss is two thousand dollars. It's a lot less to set up a security system that'll keep the bad guys out with Simply Safe. Go to simplysafeleo.com. Take a look at all the tools, all the sensors, and you'll really be glad to know that they're 24 7 professional monitoring, same service many other companies charge you three times more for. It's just $14.95 a month, and there are no contracts. It's month to month. If you go to simplysafeleo.com right now, you'll get free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote. That's worth 25 bucks, and it'll just take a minute. It's the best. Simplysafeleo.com. Simplysafeleo.com. We're going to take a break for news at the top of the hour, and then we will go to Stan. So hang on, Stan, and everybody else. We'll also be taking calls after the show, pre-recording for my vacation. So keep calling. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Well, hey, 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 how are you today, Leo Laporte, the tech guy? Time to talk computers and the internet, home theater, digital photography, smartphones, exploding phones, smart watches, ceramic watches, 
virtual reality headgear, 8888-ASK-LEO. But we are going to remove any conversation of headphone ports from this show from from now on. Uh, Because we have courage. I have courage. And uh, no headphone port discussion. Sorry. Uh, That's just so 1980s. I'm being sarcastic. 8888-ASK-LEO. 888-827-5536. Stan, thanks for hanging on from Colton. Hi, Stan. Hey, Leo. Hey, Leo. Yes, sir. I had a question about my uh, wallpaper. Now, I have a desktop and a laptop computer. Whenever I put wallpaper on my desktop computer, it mimics on my laptop <laughs> computer. That's a bug. That's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> that's a Windows 10 feature. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> because, uh, and this, this all changed, it probably even changed with Windows 8, when you started using your Microsoft login. Your Microsoft account mm-hmm. is the login. Now, that account uh, contains all your settings for Windows, right? Including your wallpaper, but everything else as well. And most people see that as a, um, a benefit because they have kind of consistency. But it sounds like you want different wallpaper on your laptop. Yeah, I'm a car guy, and I like different cars on, on the computers. So. Now, they do uh, have in uh, Windows 10, they do have the ability to rotate. Uh, wallpaper slideshows so some of the wallpaper is static but you could also have rotating wallpaper you could if you wanted have and this is what i do a folder with all the car pictures you love you know get them get all the high resolution pictures of your favorite cars put them in a folder on both computers and then have the wallpaper rotate and they'd be out of sequence um, but that means you'd have different wallpaper, you know, every day or every hour, depending yeah. on how you set it. You want you want the laptop to have a Ferrari, and the desktop to have a Lotus, that kind of thing. Exactly. Um, hmm. I want to have to ask the chat room if they have any suggestions. How do you keep Windows? There must. I'm sure there's a setting to how to keep Windows from changing your wallpaper. Now, of course. One way to do it, I'm not going to recommend it, is to not use your Windows account as your login, to use a, a local account. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, here we go. Trex is saying you can disable settings sharing. That's what's going on. So let me see if I can find that in the uh, settings. Because um, that if you disable settings sharing, that's exactly what you'd want, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you? Um, let's see how we find that in Windows 10. I'm looking on my uh, Surface Book, my Microsoft Surface Book. There were re- were rumors that um, Microsoft was going to release a new Surface Book this year, and now they now the latest is maybe they're not. I don't know. Trex, do you have a a quick place to go to this uh, setting? And um, I'm not seeing it in, uh, but that would make a lot of sense. Let's let's look in the. Uh, Settings, and uh, maybe it's under system. Well, you know, I'm going to have to find this and get back to you. Can you listen for a little bit longer? And I will, oh, sure. I, no. will, I, will, I will get the answer for you. We'll say it on the air. Now, okay, great. If, yeah, but I think, there's a, I think there's hope, Stan. What car do you have on your desktop? Well, actually, I'm a Mustang guy, so I have a Mustang oh. on one. I used to have a GT5, a 2010 GT. Loved it. Bright red. Never got a ticket. 
<laughs> At least that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I love Mustangs. Beautiful, beautiful cars. Um, you like the classic, I bet, though, right? The old ones. Yeah, I like the old ones, but I like the newer ones, too. The GT500R. Really oh, like. they are nice. They are really nice. Ford knows how to make big iron. Uh, let me uh, see. It's in, Ah, here it is. It's under settings in the accounts. When you go to accounts in your settings dialog, at the very bottom, sync your settings. And you can choose individual sync settings. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like they have desktop wallpaper as an individual setting. But they do have theme. So I would choose theme because the wallpaper is part of a theme. And then you can have a different theme on your desktop and a different theme on your laptop. And the other settings, including Internet Explorer favorites and passwords and language preferences, all those other settings would continue to sync to your Windows account, which I think is what you want. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, go, so thank you uh, to Trex for pointing me in the right direction. You go to – you just actually all you have to do is uh, hit Windows key I to get the uh, settings, tap the accounts – and under accounts at the very bottom, sync your settings. You can turn off theme, and I think that'll fix it for you. Okay, great, Leo. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks. Thanks. What's your favorite Mustang color? I would say blue. Blue. Yeah, you, you get fewer blue. tickets with blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't stand out. <laughs> Arrest me red is, uh, is my color. <laughs> All right, Stan. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. And thanks to the chat room. This is why we, the chat room is so useful. It's really great. Uh, thank you, Trex. Uh, if you want to be in our chat room, irc.twit.tv in your browser, you can get right in there. Ellen in Santa Monica. Hi, Ellen. Hi there, Leo. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for hanging on. Oh, thank you. This is the first time I've called. Well, welcome. I listen to you a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. I have a question. I feel like I got ripped off by Microsoft. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Well... I don't know. I turned on my computer yesterday, was going into my email, and then I got this very scary message with a very scary voice telling me I had a virus, not to turn off my machine. Oh. I'll lose everything, you know. So, you know, I'm not computer savvy. So yeah, that's, I by the way, that's really not, scared. you know that that's not Microsoft. That's malware doing that. That's not, that's a bad guy. That's not Microsoft. They never do that. Really? Oh, yeah. I ended up paying $250 for support for two years. I mean, what do you do if you get a message like that? Uh, well, from now on, you ignore it. So that's malware. Now, if the message popped up while you were using the browser, it's likely just a browser pop-up. And, and it's completely possible that that's all that was, in which case you can safely... Close that window and move on with your life. Microsoft will never do that. Now, here's the risk. It could be, best case scenario, you're out 279 bucks. Right. Worst case scenario, they now have your credit card. Let me ask you, did they, get, did they, did they ask for and get remote access to your computer? Yes, yes. Okay, that's the worst because oh now, God. if you give somebody access to your computer, whether they're sitting in front of it or remotely over the Internet, they can do anything they want to your computer, including put more malware on it. So you were suckered, but not by Microsoft, I'm sorry to say, but by bad guys. 
Okay. So here's what you do. You call the credit card company, you reverse that charge, and you change your credit card number. You say that. I've oh. Been, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, the credit card company should you should reverse that. You say that I was I was uh, hogs. You know I was I was suckered here. Uh, uh-huh. And then and then get your money back. And but then also tell them I want a new credit card because they have my number now. I don't want to see any more charges from this company. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. Because right. they may not be a legitimate right. company. They're probably in India. That's right. The voice was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, one. You know that's right step. Away. Oh yeah. This is a very common scam. Step oh, step God. two is, and I hate to do this to you, but you need now to erase your hard drive and start over. You need to download or get your Windows disks and completely reinstall Windows on there. Back up your data first. You don't want to lose your data. Your data is probably almost certainly safe, but we don't know what they did to your computer. The only way to make sure you fix that is to wipe it and start over. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Dreamed I was an Eskimo. Frozen wind began to blow. Leo Laporte, the tech guy, 8888. Ask Leo. Let's go to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Bob. He's next. Hi, Bob. Hey, Bob. This is Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob. This is Leo. What can I do for you, sir? I uh, just wondered if you had an opinion on the uh, the new HP Elite X3 phone. I do. I think it's really interesting. Now, remember, it's a Windows phone, right? Um, and it's and it's being sold through enterprise mostly. It's not the kind of thing that you would go to your AT and T store and pick up. I think. I think you I think it's business customers. Microsoft store is selling it starting ah. on the 20, on the twenty sixth. So I re- first of all, it's a big phone. You should check it out because it's six inches. It's a big phone, um, right. but it's supposed to be, you know, in a way, it's supposed to be your computer too. Remember, you're yeah. not going to just buy the phone. It uses Microsoft's Continuum technology. So you're going to buy a dock, or a, more likely, you'll get the little phony laptop that they sell. It has no, it has no brains in it. You connect the phone to it, and then you have a keyboard and a screen. And this is the whole intent of this interesting phone. It's running Windows Phone software, uh, and it allows you to basically take, instead of taking a laptop, take this relatively lightweight device with you, and you get to the office, the home office, you open up that little extender, you plug it in, and now you're computing. It doesn't, you understand, run the full version of Windows programs, though. It only runs... It's an RT, isn't it? It's basically like RT. It, it isn't an RT. It's not. They don't do that anymore, but it's the same idea. It will only run Windows Store applications. So it's basically uh, like a phone. But the Windows Store applications, the U, they call them UWP, Universal Windows Platform, are fairly capable. It's not Office 365. It's a stripped-down version of Word and PowerPoint and Excel. 
Um, uh-huh. But it the theory is it's doable. It's it's kind of like Microsoft's Chromebook actually, because uh, it's a simplified version. I think Windows Phone, the Windows Phone operating system, is great. The reason it hasn't succeeded in the marketplace is they came out two years too late. And everybody who was making apps made them for Android and iPhone and just skipped Windows. And so the app ecosystem was very weak and never really uh, caught on. And so for that reason, I don't recommend Windows Phone. A lot of banks, for instance, don't offer their software. So if you do home banking, it's not ideal. But for an office, and this is why I think Microsoft's really targeting businesses with this. I think it's a very interesting phone. It's beautiful, too, by the way, even though it's giant. Well, and it's got a lot of capabilities. Oh, yeah. It's like dual SIM. It's it's uh, uh, four gigabyte of, uh, you know. And that's of, a lot uh, for Windows Phone. Windows Phone is pretty lightweight on the RAM, and the fact that it has four gigs of RAM means they're intending this to be a computer as much as a phone. Right, and then they have 60 gigabytes of internal storage. Yeah, that's not much. Um, and, then it, and then it goes up to two terabytes of uh, SD card. Storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 16 it's, it's, isn't much, but that's enough for Windows Phone, but you're going to definitely need an SD card to do anything serious with that. Right, right. I think it's interesting. You'd be participating in an experiment, Bob, uh, because right. this is the first phone of its type. It is widely thought that Microsoft is watching this very carefully, and if it does well for HP, we'll do their own version. They'll do a Surface phone. Uh, that will have similar capabilities. I mean, this continuum feature is something Microsoft put into Windows Phone for precisely this this reason. Is it something that you'll test? No. <laughs> but I can tell you who will. We do a podcast called Windows Weekly, and uh, our hosts on that show, Paul Thorat and Mary Jo Foley, one of them will certainly t- test it out. Uh-huh. I, am, I, I am not a huge – I do not cover enterprise business stuff. I'm just not that interested in it. I really stick with consumer stuff. So I'm not uh, – this is really kind of a little outside my uh, – and I I mean, I could test it, but I have to draw the line somewhere. I'm buying way, right. way too many phones as it is. I can't, I can't keep up. It seems like there's a new phone every week. So, no, and I, I won't be trying it. I did get the – I did get a Windows phone. I got a very nice Nokia uh, 1520 and and still have it and use it to keep up with Windows Phone, but I don't. This is not for me. This is for this is for business users. No, so, I understand that Microsoft bought Nokia and then they dumped the Nokia phone. That's right. So Microsoft bought it. Uh, they the Nokia Lumia brand died. Uh, Microsoft made a couple of Lumia phones, but they're essentially the same. They're, they they well, they took a big write off, a multi billion dollar write off on this. Um, uh-huh. loss, in other words. They they right. fired many of the employees. The current CEO of Microsoft never really wanted them to do this. This was a Steve Ballmer move. And when Satya Nadella became CEO three years ago, I think it's three years now, um, he there wasn't a lot of love lost on this acquisition, and it kind of withered on the vine. The real question is whether Microsoft will continue to make phones it's, they already have recognized that it's a failed business for them. They have a very small market share. Android and iOS completely dominate. But there may be a niche here with this, this HP Elite, the idea being, well, maybe for the business user as a cross between a phone and a laptop, maybe we could find a market there. So this yeah, is, it's an I'm experiment. I'm a professional poker player, and, I, and oh. I, uh, I'll use it uh, to log all my uh, 
information, you be, know, be more than that. adequate for that. Yeah, be fine for that. And then I can transfer when I get back to my office and or, you know, my computer. So this is a full time gig for you. Uh, pretty much. Wow, that's cool. Do you play in the tournaments and all that? Yeah, yeah. Or you just or you just look for fish. <laughs> no, I, I play both uh, cash and tournament. Nice. Well, ha- but I but I play at least two uh, local tournaments a week in Albuquerque. That's great. Just to stay like in shape, and then I try to play as many majors as I can. Fantastic. I'll look for you on TV. <laughs> okay. Hey. Yeah, I, you know, if you want to experiment with it and let me know, I would be glad to put you on and you can give us your review. Sure. Sure, I'll take a look at it. All right. Let us know. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, you're, you're, I hate to be um, fodder for an experiment. And the, that's the problem with this is it could be a complete dead end. When you're getting the first in this kind of new category, uh, more often than not, it doesn't go anywhere. And HP in two years will stop doing anything, and now you've got a piece of hardware that's just done. It's cooked. It's it's always safe. It's always safer to go with the mainstream. Maybe less fun, and you are a poker player, so maybe risk doesn't scare you. And it could be a high reward because if it becomes a new platform, you know. Even then, though, let's say let's say it takes off. It's the greatest thing. Well, then then Microsoft will do something a little bit better in a six months hp will do something a little better in a year and you'll be the you know your your sole claim to fame is that you bought one before anybody else did so in general it's it's not you know the the person uh leading the pack is the one with all the arrows in his back i my, or actually no that's the guy running away slowest but anyway you get the idea 8888 ask leo our website techguylabs.com has every show audio and video, every question, every answer, and your comments. And I welcome those. So if you've used this HP phone, go on in there and, and make a comment. Uh, hour three, uh, question three, or whatever it was, and we'd love, we'd welcome that. No, no fee, no sign up. TechGuyLabs.com. Leo Laporte, the tech guy, 8888, ask Leo, that's the phone number, and Diane is on the line from Warren, Ohio, hi Diane, hi, hey, I got a question about Windows 10, you and everybody else, Diane, join the club, I I hope I can explain this, Um, I had the automatic update come through, and I'm not sure, but I think maybe a couple things are a little quirky, and I was told, well, just do the update again, and sometimes that'll just fix everything. My question is, I was told there's an ISO file that you can just put to a CD. Is that something I can just do and do at any time? Because I know the update, you can't get it for free anymore. Here's what happens. So you've got the update, and make sure you're authenticated. I'm sure you are, but you can can look and see if you you can type, um, you know, you hit Windows key, type, Winver, W-I-N-V-E-R, I'll tell you what version. It'll say if you're authenticated. Once Microsoft registers your computer as a Windows 10 computer, legitimately, you're good. They call it an entitlement. And that computer now 
can run Windows 10. You can even put a new hard drive in, a blank hard drive, install Windows 10 on it, and Microsoft's authentication servers will say, oh, yeah, you're an old friend. No problem. So you're, you're good in that respect. Window, you can do exactly what you were told. There is a page Microsoft has. You can, you can Google it and find it very quickly. It's called the Media Creation Tool. And I don't recommend a CD. First of all, it'd have to be a DVD because it's pretty big. But the uh, best right. thing to do would be to get a Windows, I mean, a USB thumb drive, you know. Uh, get okay. a, a, you should do this anyway. It's a very handy thing to have a Windows installer disk lying around. Uh, everybody needs one. So uh, get an 8 gig USB thumb drive. It costs you 10 bucks, And download the media creation tool. You'll run it. It'll say, okay, you know, where's your thumb drive? And then it'll put a Windows installer on that thumb drive. Then if you want, you can start fresh. Now, of course, remember, you're going to want to back up your data. Right. And anything that you, you, know, you don't have a copy of, you're going to want to make a copy of. You will have to reinstall applications, so you'll want to have all the application installers ready. Okay, now wait a minute. I thought, now, when you put on the update, when, I mean, it went through with the update. You didn't have to do all that. It just updated it for you. This isn't an update again? This isn't that? This is a different kind of update. And it is the kind of update you do if you have problems with what you did, which is called an update in place. It installed Windows 10 on top of your Windows 7 or 8 install. Right. Sometimes that causes problems because you've got little bits and pieces lying right, around, right? right? Or okay. maybe it didn't take or it didn't work. So you, you could actually run that again if you want, see, see what happens. But, I mean, is that the ISO file? Or no, the ISO is used for a, cl- a clean install where oh. you, you'll erase the drive and reinstall it. That's the last gasp, but it's, frankly, something I do pretty regularly on Windows machines because it has the virtue of eliminating any cruft, malware, uh, adware, you know, apps that you don't use anymore and just starting fresh. And it's a very nice, it's like spring cleaning. So okay, I do so that regularly, but the key is you have to have good backups of your data. Right, right, right. Okay. That's going to give you the best, that's going to give you the best chance of having a working computer. But you'd have to reinstall like your office and yeah. all those programs. Which okay. is a pain. Okay. People don't like to do that. So it right. is only, it's a last gasp. Okay, that's what the ISO file. Okay, that's the so ISO how do you file. do the update again then? I thought that you couldn't do that. Well, you one. could do that with the ISO file as well, I think. I think so. Um, that's called the repair. What you're going to do is a repair. So you'll run the, run the inst- you don't even have to reboot on this one. You run the installer from the ISO, from the uh, USB drive. Yeah. And um, it's going to say, oh, you have uh, Windows already on there. And then I, I think you option R. I can't remember the exact details, but you'll do a repair. Sometimes that fixes things. I see. But okay. That will fix. What are, what are your symptoms? What's what's going wrong? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know what? I, I knew you were going to ask that, and I just can't tell you offhand. And I was just told, boy, this is kind of quirky. And then somebody said, well, just do the update again. <laughs> it it's up. quirky. So then I, you know, I thought, ah, let me just yeah. ask you first before it I It depends on how much quirky you could put up with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to know about that ISO file, thinking, oh, that's all I need to do then is put Yeah, what it is, is it's a, you remember in the old days, you'd, if you bought a copy of Windows, it would come on a disk. That's what it is. It's a bootable, in this case, thumb drive. I like thumb drives because they're, they're bigger and they're easier and faster. And you can boot to it and you can run Windows off it. You can run the Windows installer and you can do a repair if you want as well. well There's actually, in the, in the Windows settings, there are recovery modes you could take a look at as well. And okay, but you know, that's interesting to me that you're saying that because then that tells me that I wouldn't need to buy like a a, um, a Windows. Never again. This is have- this is the this is the exciting news. You will never again buy a copy of Windows. And it's because of the ISO file. It's because you have an entitlement. That machine now it's only for that hardware, but that machine is now entitled to Windows, 
And by the way, Microsoft says that's it. We're not going to do a Windows 11. This is the, this is Windows. We're just going to update this two or three times a year forever. So if somebody's PC dies, you could get to somebody else's PC to get this downloaded and put on. Yeah, but then they'd have to buy it. Uh, I mean, well, it depends. If they already had an entitlement, no. But if you know, if you went out yeah, and bought a new PC with nothing on the hard drive, you'd have to buy Windows 10 for that. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. I'm saying if it's already entitled. If like it's already entitled, know. absolutely. The okay. way they do it, though, is they they and they're not forthcoming on how they do this because they don't want people to get around it. They they basically look at what's on your machine and they make they they attach the way they know it's your machine is by looking at all the different hardware on it. And we know that there are you could change a few things like it's you can change the hard drive, but if you change the motherboard on a machine, that might trigger it might say, well, that's a different machine. Oh, okay. So you you know you you can't like just take apart the machine and put a new one together and then reinstall right, it. Right, right. It's the motherboard, the network card, the you know it's a, the BIOS. It's a variety of things combined. Mm-hmm. And because we don't know exactly how it works, we can't say, well, just do this but not that. I know you can change the hard drive. That's a fairly common repair people do all the time. You could change RAM. You could change CDs or you know floppy disks. It's the motherboard and the BIOS and the network card. Those are things that it pays attention to. Well, that's interesting. So to me, then, what's the point of doing a complete backup, really? Of the well, just like- to save you from having to get all, gather everything all together. Here's I'll tell you what I do. This is a kind of advanced thing, but uh, it's if you're going to use Windows, you will get guess what. You're now an advanced user. Uh, so uh, that's the sad thing or the unfortunate thing, or in some cases, the good thing. In order to use the more sophisticated operating systems like Windows and Macintosh, you have to become a more sophisticated user. And one of the things sophisticated users do is they make what's called image copies of their hard drive. So they don't have to go through a full reinstall. If And so if you do this, here's what I would suggest. You get an imaging program. There are lots of them, some free, some paid, um, disk imaging and what you'll do is you'll first after you first install Windows, you make an image. After you install your apps, you make an image. After you restore your data, you make a third image. Now, at any point in time, you can restore those images in under 10 minutes and be exactly there to that point. And so that solves a big problem because you don't have to reinstall apps and all of that. So for, for future reference, that's a useful thing to do. I, I recommend that anybody who uses Windows PCs, if you're in the process of reinstalling Windows... Make those images. Those snapshots will save you a lot of time. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. 88 ask Leo. Ah. Uh, back to the phones we go. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you there. John in Newport Beach, California. You're next. Hi, John. Hi there, Leo. I'm uh, looking forward to getting my iPhone 7 this Friday, and I'm shopping for cases and screen protection. How did you get one uh, Friday? Did You must have gotten up at midnight. I did. Yeah, I did. And, and did you use the website or the app? How did you get in? Your carrier? Verizon. Verizon. Yeah. So you were able to go to Verizon, and uh, and did you get the phone that you wanted? Uh, I did, sort of. I did sort of a workaround. I wanted the Jet Black. when I, call, I mean, I called it midnight. and They were sold out immediately, weren't they? Yeah, sold out immediately. So I ordered a silver one that I'm going to get right away, and then oh. I'm going to take that back, and I'm going to get the Jet Black on October 5th. I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gold one. I didn't want a gold one, but I got a gold one. Now, I have an excuse. Because I need to have it as quickly as possible so I can review it and talk about it on the show. And I will be yeah. able to next week. But I, but I wanted the Jet Black one, and I won't be able to get that till October 4th. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. E- I'll either return it or uh, I think I could probably find a worthy cause around the studio to, uh, yeah. to take it off my hands. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, but that was – I mean, I have to think they had very few Jet Black. Those are the shiny – that's the new color. New color is always in short supply because people want to get the next thing. And I have to think they've right. had very few of those available because they were sold out. But I got on immediately, and I couldn't get them 
on the seventh on September sixteenth. Anyway, what can, you want to know about K? So here's what I do always, short term. And if boy anybody buys a Jet Black must do this. I go on Amazon and there's a company called Ringkey, R I N G K E. They make six dollar plastic, clear plastic cases that go on the back, and so they're cheap. You can get it this week because all the good, you know, the, the the like the really serious guys that are building real cases, they want to wait till they get an iPhone and make sure they get it exactly right. But Rinky, it's kind of stretchy. It's, they they get close enough, and they and actually I put them on all my phones, and they protect against scratches. They protect against drops. They don't, and no case really, except a case with a cover, will protect against something hitting the screen. I don't generally put screen protectors on because I like I like to go, you know, I like to I like the feeling of the glass there. But they do make screen protectors now that are glass. They're very thin glass, and the theory being they'll break before the gorilla glass behind them breaks. They'll also prevent scratches, or at least take the scratch for the Gorilla Glass. And so if you're the kind of person that does damage phones, then the, the ones I would recommend are not the plastic, the thin plastic film. I don't think they'll do much good, and they certainly are aesthetically un, uh, undesirable. But there are companies that make glass screen protectors. Those should also be available this week because they're pretty easily uh, manufactured. You just need the exact dimensions of the screen itself. And, th- and that was sort of the, the question that I had is I've noticed that a lot of the major companies have their cases and screens on pre-order. Yeah. And I was just wondering whether they want to they want to. And I don't blame them. They want to get it right. So they're going to wait till they get one. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But that's why I get those ring keys. And I've, oh, I've done this now for many phones um, after learning my lesson because uh, my Galaxy S7, I dropped because I was waiting for a case because it was brand new. Nobody had a case yet. And it cracked. So yeah. now, ever since I buy the plastic ring keys, they're cheap. Uh, they always fit nicely, and they actually look good because uh, you, you see the phone through it. Yeah. So it's not as bad as – you know, it's sad that they, they make these beautiful piano black cases and then tell you, well, but they're going to scratch, so you should really get a case to cover it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you for that. I, I had one more question if sure. I could. I've, I uh, have a small business and am looking for a document management solution like Dropbox that allows me to sync down documents on different user computers so they can have the benefit of the documents being up in the cloud that, that we can all access, yeah. but also have the benefit of having the documents downloaded on their hard drive so that if for some reason they uh, don't have internet access, right. they've still got the documents. And Dropbox does that very nicely. You you sync a folder. The only negative with Dropbox, I used to use it for the radio stations because I send them audio files all the time. Uh, is if somebody deletes the file locally, it deletes it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So we'd have one station that said, I'm done, and delete the file. I don't want it to take up space on my hard drive, and then it deletes it for everybody. Uh, Dropbox also, we now know, is not super secure. They just lost 68 million account, uh, the account information for 68 million users uh, and required everybody to change their passwords because of it. Um, so there are, it's, they're not HIPAA compliant, for instance. I like Dropbox. It's very convenient. It's what everybody uses. But there are better uh, solutions for people who need more security. I use ShareFile for that. A lot of attorneys use ShareFile. It's a commercial product from Citrix. They were a sponsor. Disclaimer there. They're not anymore. Um, but that is a very good solution that's HIPAA compliant, has privacy controls, and more importantly, lets you control what happens. You have much more control over the document. That's why attorneys like to use it. They can have the document, okay. for instance, uh, disappear after a period of time, things like that. Uh, and then the other thing, if you're capable of running your own server, there are really good solutions like Next NextCloud or OwnCloud um, that you can run on your own server and have complete control. Then it's not even on any third-party server. It's yours. 
Yeah. So. Okay. But that requires you to run a survey. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Much. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, I, you know, if, you, if you're going to keep a phone for two years, you probably want a better case than just a plastic sheath. And so I order the cheap sheath until I, you know, Otterbox or Life, uh, whatever they're called, Life, what is the name of it? Lifestyles. Now, that's something else. Uh, until somebody makes an appropriate sleeve to put on my phone. And, uh, and then I'll get that one if, I, if I'm going to keep the phone for any longer. I frankly, the little rubber cases seem to do the job pretty well. They're pretty effective. Our show today brought to you by Carbonite Online Backup. The bane right now, the bane of businesses everywhere is ransomware. The great fear, of course, you'll get an email from the boss says, this spreadsheet needs to be done right away, Simpson. You'll open it up. And it's not from the boss. It's not a spreadsheet. It's ransomware. And now your entire company's data files, the entire network is encrypted and being held for ransom by a hacker in Bulgaria. This is not an optimal outcome. Fortunately, if your IT person was smart enough to get a Carbonite set up, you don't have to worry. See, Carbonite does something so important. It does versioning. It is exactly the right kind of backup. Automatic, continuous. You pay once a year. You don't have to meter it. And you can go back in time to the time before the bad guy got your systems and get back to work right away. It's awesome. I want you to try it for home, for office, for Mac, for PC. It is a backup solution for everyone. It's very affordable. And right now you can try it free. No credit card needed. If you go to Carbonite, C-A-R-B-O-N-I-T-E dot com. Make sure you use um, my name, Leo, as the offer code, though, because uh, then you will have the great benefit of getting two months free with purchase. You got to back it up to get it back. Do it right with Carbonite. All right. I uh, I don't know. I think we don't have enough time to get this one more caller in. So I think we'll wrap things up. Uh, we are not going to do uh, calls after the show. I thought we might, but uh, we won't today. We'll do it next week because I'm going on vacation in two weeks. Uh, I do want to say farewell, though. I want to take a little time to say farewell to our musical director, Nathan Staten, who is getting promoted. He's moving to the big show. He's going to be doing Coast to Coast. Okay, fine. But uh, we welcome our new musical director, Michael, who's been doing it today, right, Michael? These have been all your picks. I can tell. You have a unique style that I think we're going to enjoy. So thank you, Nathan Staten, for your great work in making this show uh, entertaining. Good luck with uh, Coast to Coast. Watch out for the aliens. Thanks also to Heather Hammond, our phone ranger, who's been here all day answering the phones. Thanks to all of you, too, for joining me. Don't forget, we put everything we talk about on the website techguylabs.com so you can go there if you're listening and you have a solution maybe uh, you say oh I have a great file sharing solution or I know how you can you know get your money back from a credit card anything you heard on the show that you think you got a good idea or Leo was wrong don't you don't have to suffer in silence you don't have to shout at the radio you merely need to go to techguylabs.com it's open 24-7 no sign up I don't want your email address no fee but you can go there and uh, leave a comment a suggestion and, of course, read all the uh, answers and get all the links if you uh, missed them during the show. TechGuyLabs.com. Thank you all for being here. I hope you have a great Geek Week. Stay away from the exploding phones, and we'll see you next time on The Tech Guy. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.